Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? This is Dave from the Hartford Yacht Goats. All cassette, all yacht rock, DJ squad out of Hartford, Connecticut. Thrilled to be back for another evening here on Discord. And tonight's a special one. It's a special one. I've been trying to get this together for a little while. Uh, It's going to be a night where I play a number of Mark Jordan rarities. And what these mainly are are songs that came out between his 1979 Blue Desert album and the 1983 Hole in the Wall album. Uh, Some were performed live, some were singles. And then I'm going to try to put some snippets in from a 1984 interview where he kind of talks about his career in this time period as well. Uh, So it's a Mark Jordan palooza, if you will. But uh, why don't we get it started off with a uh, real snappy number. So this is from his 1980 live album. I'll give more information on a little bit. This is a a song he wrote for it called Secrets. And uh, it's a pretty good song. And when we come, we'll listen to it, and when we come back, we'll talk about it a little bit more. All right. Oh, yes, I'm 
I go, I'm never satisfied. Well, which is are, which are you most proud of? We'll put it that way. Um, I think the one I did with Jay Gray, the Blue Desert. Yeah. Well, it's 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 different. You know, I like. There were certain things about the first one I liked too. There's certain things about all three that I that I did like, mm -hmm. but I, I was not satisfied with any of the records. Really, I I could never sit back and say, "Wow, this fucking album blows me out." I felt that way about Blue Desert. I thought that was flawless, impeccable. Well, that was one of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was Mr. Clean, I thought, oh, okay. at, at the end. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. Uh, I got the last great Jay Graydon solos. He, he never, he never, it was like uh, the Thriller in Manila. Yeah. You know, he never, he never, uh, I don't think he ever played as good again. Because he doesn't play really anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's, of course, and you, I think you and Steve Kipner got the last. Of I, the, that's right. Yeah, he that's put right. that on. And when he, when he did the guitar on my record, um, he hadn't been playing for about two months. Is that right? So he was, he hadn't lost his chops, but he was real happy to pick up the guitar again. So, I mean, it, you know, it took him a few minutes, but then he was burning. Hmm. Why was your collaboration with each of these people limited to one record? Like, first of all, why Gary Katz on only one re record? Um, because I asked Gary to do certain, a couple things for me, and, and he didn't want to do them. And um, and that that album was a very tough album for me to make. Um, Gary and Gary isn't so much a producer. Producer, he is. You know, um, Donald Fagan is basically responsible for Steely Dan. So that's the Mark Jordan interview with uh, interviewer Steve Harris um, from 1984 when he was in Japan. That was right after he had released the, the 1983 album, Hole in the Wall. Uh, it was only released in Japan, not anywhere else. And I and he had been talking earlier in that interview about how his management company in Japan basically just disappeared for the most part and did, did, did nothing uh, for to promote that album. Uh, so well, I'll play some more clips of that coming up. But for the most part, he's a little bit frustrated just with his uh, career so far. You may have even sort of noticed that in talking about how he just not wasn't happy with any of those three albums. Um, bef but before that, we, uh, we heard the song Secrets from Mark Jordan Live that uh, was, let's see, it was recorded uh, at the El Macumbo, which I think is in Ontario, um, on April 11th in 1980. And on that album, he has some songs uh, that were never on any other album. They're kind of they feel like an extension of a Blue Desert, and I'll play all those tracks uh, tonight. But before we do that, um, I'm going to shift gears to uh, 1981, where he actually put out um, a single. It had an A side and a B side, and we're going to play uh, the, the B side that came out in 1981, and it's a song called uh, "Spanish Town." It's right here on Yacht Rock Discord. What's 
course, you just need what the the budget of a record company to back mm -hmm. you up. Then that's all you're waiting. Yeah. For. See, I got hung up with uh, I don't know if Kenny told you about Atlantic, but that was. A... Well, Ahmed Erdogan signed me to Atlantic, and um, uh, about a year and a half ago, and um, you know it was great until I signed, and then uh, he wouldn't let me start. And then we had a couple starting dates, and then they go, mm, I'm not, mm, not enough like Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're having second thoughts all the time, and I was just going around in circles trying to please the record company and please myself at the same time, and it just was not working. So last uh, December, we told them we were going to leave, and they asked us to stay. They said, go and make a record, and we put all the wheels in motion, and just as we were supposed to start, they said, mm, mm, mm. And Ahmed was away all the time. If there's a party in Turkey, he's there, right? <laughs> so he, you know, he was away a lot. There was no one to talk to, so we just said, thanks a lot. So that's uh, Mark Jordan talking about how he was with Atlantic, uh, but it didn't really last too long. Sounds like that would have been around 81, 82, uh, when he was thinking he was going to be making an album and putting it, putting everything together. All that fell through, and that's probably why he ended up going on his own uh, and working specifically in Japan to end up making a hole in the wall. Uh, but up next, another song from the uh, live album from 1980 and here's a Mark Jordan song uh, that has a very Mark Jordan-y title to it it's called Potential and Air uh, so that's uh, yeah that's that's what we're going to listen to now so it's live uh, you know the, the sound quality on the live stuff is not perfect but you at least get the, the gist of the song and it's still kind of fun to listen to so here we go with Potential and Air on Narag Discord
records still, funnily enough, get airplay. Really? Like on what kind of stations? Well, all over Canada. I mean, I, I still get a fair amount of airplay in Canada, you know, and a little bit in Europe. Is the interest in Canada do the sort of a hometown, uh, hometown boy does good type? Uh, no. In fact, in Canada, that works against you. Oh, really? If you leave. Oh, if you forsake them. Yeah. Uh -huh. they, they are very conscious of, you know, because they are right beside that giant black hole in space, they try <laughs> to kind of maintain their own gravitational unity, you know, and, and they they don't like it. They, I'll tell you, I got more criticism for leaving Canada when I went down to record. You know, that that's, you know, I used to get, they used to give me, uh, I used to get press on my album and they talk about, oh, if you fucked off, you know, mm. you're mm. making a, you're making American records now. I'd written every song in Canada. You know, half the arrangements came out of Canada, mm. but it was like a, <laughs> you know, they, they get upset. How about the live album? Was that done in Canada with Canadian musicians? Yeah, that was a that was a tour. In fact, that live album was the last time I played up until the Yamaha Song Festival. Is that right? Yeah.
So that was the song New York, New York, also from the 1980 live album from Mark Jordan, which we just heard him talking about beforehand in that interview. And up next, we're going to do another uh, single that he put out in 1981. Uh, it's a song called You Found Out. Um, yeah, it was released as a single with that uh, Spanish town song. I had not been able to really find it anywhere online, uh, a recording of it. So ordered it and got the uh, 45 delivered. And now we get to listen to it right here on Yacht Rock Discord. Silk Degrees by Boss Gags, there has been a real glut of the, the promising singer-songwriter album, yeah. which usually consists of the guy with you know great songwriting chops, good voice, 
and then he's backed up by you know every studio musician in LA and his brother, plus a dynamite producer. Uh -huh. I think it's, none of those really went anywhere. It's wrong. Trump. It's a, it's an absolute. It, it's a it's a doomed formula. Jay Gruskin. You know what it is? It's a, it's it's a rec It's because record companies and managers perceive that as the package, and, it, and it's wrong. It was sent to degrees, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see it. Uh, you're you're exactly right. Yeah. And and in fact, if you'll notice, on a lot of those records, a lot of the with with the exception of Maxis, a lot of the same musicians too. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's you know, two or three years of my life, I went around you know the thirty-three cent bins and record stores and bottle those things and always mm -hmm. take them home and listen to them. Good stuff, but none of the them... Singer, the songwriters that break through and the singers that break through are the people who take chances and the people who, who, who record cheap records and, and do it, you know, in basements in London or fucking Canada or New York or... You know what I'm saying? It, 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 they, 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 it, that formula, and I, I see it too, and I've been a victim of it in a, in a sense. It just doesn't work. Hmm. John, can you uh, I don't know where he is. Yeah, I think it's John. Well, how do you intend on getting away from this doomsday formula? Um, well, I got a Scottish manager. So that's an interesting perspective uh, from Mark Jordan in 1984. I think his position has changed afterwards, but at that point in time, he really looked at the Yacht Rock personnel that we know almost... Uh, victimizing musicians where songwriters would be brought in paired with the top studio pros uh, cut an album that was what the record company just thought was the that's the package that's what you're going with uh, but they never really produced it and and I think Mark Jordan also thought that that the studio musicians of that era didn't really take risks like he he wanted to uh, elsewhere in this interview, he goes on and on about how much he likes London and kind of European music, uh, mainly like a lot of new wave. He he went on and on about how much he listens to Peter Gabriel and really didn't think that uh, the stuff that came out of L.A. Uh, was taking enough risks. And I think in some ways he thought that may have been part of why there wasn't as much success for some of those artists like Bill Bounty or Maxis or, who you know. All the ones we love and still talk about, but nonetheless. Um, so let's uh, let, let's let's listen to another live uh, track from the album. This is called uh, "Satin Dolls," and it's uh, from 1980 in Canada. And then the musicians on this are all Canadian, as I think he mentioned. You see, there's a guitar player, Peter Mueller, Rick Gratton on drums. Dave McMorrow on keyboards, John Johnson on saxophone, and Michael Farquharson on bass. I think some of these guys played with Ian Thomas, another uh, Canadian musician, but I didn't look up all their credits. But anyways, here's uh, here's Satin Dolls on Yarag Discord. <laughs>
have you got a heart? Let a little love come down on this one.
find that L.A. R&B scene to be constantly boring. Mm. Boring, 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 boring. You don't get out very much. In fact, to the point where a lot of people have given me um, songs uh, uh, like R&B tracks to write lyrics because they think I can, and uh, I just, I can't even do it anymore. I can't, you know what I mean? Although I still, you know, I have, my roots are that kind of groove, and and I think um, a lot of new music still has that kind of groove element that comes from R&B. Um, I think that that straight R&B approach is just uh, boring. Hmm. What about your lyrics? I've always had a very deep respect for them, because not only they they have the sort of a meaning, I think, beneath the surface. Hard, <laughs> hard to say what it is, but also phonetically they're very yeah. moving. Well, they're, you know, they're rhythm and they're, um, they're ideas, but they're not stories. They're kind of Rubik's cubes, you know. Hmm. They're little puzzling, little confusing. Yeah. It, psychotic or worse, scenarios. Style with a sibilant, what is it? With a sibilant style. With a sibilant style, that's right. With a sibilant style. For some reason, that's stuck in my mind. <laughs> Would, had you ever written poetry, or was it always just with music? Uh, I don't think they're poems. Yeah. They're definitely not poems. If you read them by themselves, they're not poems. Well, I don't know. I, you know they, they still have, the, like I said, the, the sound of the phonetic yeah. grace. But I, they, to me, they're, they're part of the music. I mean, I try to make them part of the music. I, I don't think a songwriter should no, separate. So there's uh, Mark Jordan uh, talking about how he doesn't really feel like his lyrics are poetry on their own. They're just part of the song. And how he was bored with the R&B, L.A. sound that we would later, you know, we would know as that yacht rock style. Uh, in 1984, it just sounds like he was kind of burned out on that. He does then mention how he's looking forward to doing an album where he can use all electronic drums and uh, use drum triggers to uh, be able to man manipulate music and mentioned how he really would, would never want to work with uh, a, a section from L.A. studio musicians. He said he wouldn't mind having Steve Lukather do a solo on an album, but otherwise... Didn't really want to have to have, you know, the Picaros and everyone playing on, on his albums uh, in, in the future. So, kind of burned out a bit, really. It sounds burned out from the whole L.A. experience. He also mentioned how he never really got comfortable in L.A. This is 84. He had moved there in 77. So, he had been sort of using that as, as his home base for almost seven years and just clearly was not feeling L.A., and I believe pretty shortly after that kind of went back to Canada, and while I would still go to L.A. to do some music stuff, I think sort of said, all right, I've had enough here. But speaking of that, uh, let's move to another song, and this is one other song from his live album, and it's called You're Not Greater Than God, right here on Yacht Rock Discord.
was giving me a couple issues there sorry for those uh, little skips in that um so that that sort of does it for all the uh unreleased tracks from that time period uh, we had five live songs and then two uh singles a and b side so that's like seven songs that are between uh, blue desert and hole in the wall and if you didn't realize those were there. You may not have known there's a little extra a little extra treat of Mark Jordan songs out there in the world. 
Uh, but now, what do you say we uh, we listen to two um, two other live cuts from 1980 of two of his classic songs? Uh, we'll do "Lost in the Hurrah" and then "I'm a Camera." Coming up right now on Yacht Rock Discord.
And I want to thank you all for tuning in again here on Yacht Rock Discord and listening to the Hartford Yacht Goats radio show. We'll be back, or I'll be back, or we'll be doing something, and I'm not sure what yet, next week. But for now, have a good evening, and we'll talk to you later. See ya.